This is Pastor Floyd McDonald from Calvary Christian Assembly of God. Wanted to tell you today, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We believe that there's power in the Word of God that can change your life, that can change your family, that can change your attitude. Tune in and listen to this special message. Glory to God. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6, Pastor Drew wanted me to remind, if any of your young people are involved in fine arts, how many know that's a great ministry, the Assemblies of God, to display their talents for the glory of God, amen? And so they're going to be having fine arts practice today after service till 2 o'clock. And so Pastor Drew wanted me to make that known then to you. Praise the Lord. I talked about as we are moving into 2020 and we're already there, how many's just messed up still signing 2019, amen? Ask the Lord to help you with 2020. I know that. And so last week I had the opportunity to talk about distractions. How many enjoyed that sermon? Not because I preached it, but just a powerful, powerful message on distractions. And so how many know that the enemy is trying to distract the church of Jesus Christ? And trying to distract you in your walk with the Lord. And so I encourage you, I'm not going to go back to preach those things today. But I just want to name those things because distraction in many forms are aimed to steer us off course. And what did the Lord speak to us today? Stay the course. Come on, I want you to talk back to me today. Lift your hand and say, I'm going to stay the course, Pastor. I made up my mind, hell or high water, come on, I'm going to stay the course. Amen. You know what? It really comes in aim. And I know some stories in this building that I can't go on nor expose to people. But there are people sitting in this room today. And I'll just tell you, with, with the pain of spouses leaving them, and they choose to say, Lord, I still choose to love you. I still choose to serve you. And that, that scripture comes in play where Jesus said, if you really love me, you love me more than your husband, come on, and your wife and your children at the end of the day, amen? And so I see people that are sold out and staying the course. So I want to encourage you to keep and stay the course. This is what I want to tell you that it's important to understand that the devil is not so much concerned with what keeps us from completing our assignment. He just does, he wants to ensure that it doesn't get done. And here's the things that the enemy is coming against the church with. And I want you to go back if you weren't here because of the ice or the weather or sickness last Sunday. I encourage you to go back on Facebook and you can pull back the previous messages or listen to us online on podcast. Listen, distractions sometimes come packaged with enticing opportunities. Hello? And with urgent obligations. Come on. And with hurtful criticisms. Hello, somebody. And with unanticipated obstacles and sudden disputes and fruitless relationships and emotional issues, no matter what form they come in, everybody say this with me, distractions, say it again, distractions are dangerous. Come on now. And I want to tell you this, they, they delay the call of God from being carried out in our lives. Or worse, they prevent us from answering the call that God has placed upon our lives. 
So here's some things that the Lord has laid upon my heart in the year of 2020. And I believe it's not only a word for Calvary Christian Assembly of God, but it is a word for I believe the church. And I believe this is that God is really honing in on my spirit in 2020 as I was prayerful in the fall of 2019. God, what would you have to say to the body? And and I just believe this is that there's still two things that we need to get refocused on as a church. And I believe this is our vision for this year. It's time to refocus that Jesus is first and foremost. The second is we must refocus on the word of the living God in our hearts and in our lives. Besides anything else, those two things right there takes precedence over everything else. And they must take precedence in your family and in your life again. If we're going to go where God wants us to go and have, how many know you're hearing preachers talk about 2020? You're going to hear focus. You're going to hear vision. And you know, it's true because the word of God says this in Proverbs, without a vision, the people perish. And so we must have godly vision if we're going to go forward in what God wants us to do. And God has uh, some instruction to us today. In fact, uh, I want you to help out Brother uh, Dale with your friends there as they are going to kind of pass some things out to help us then today. How many wear glasses? How many wear glasses or contacts? Lift your hand. Everybody that wear glasses and contacts, lift your hand. Look around and say, oh, my goodness, hallelujah. You know, I love something that Bishop T.D. Jake said. He said, I believe in healing. He said, but I'm going to continue to wear my glasses until he heals me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. And so some of us, you know, I love my wife, but I'm going to tell you something. When she don't have her contacts in, she's not wearing her glasses. She's blind. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And she said, I can see your form, Floyd. <laughs> she knows I'm there, but she's got to put something in. How many know to create that 2020 vision? Amen. And so 2020 vision, even according to optometrists, the meaning of 2020 vision is this. It's a term to express normal visual acuity. The clarity or sharpness of vision measured at a distance. That's what it means at 20 feet. So if you have 20-20 vision, you could see clearly at 20 feet what should normally be seen at that distance. I mean, no, 2020 is very important, but I want to let you know it's more than just that. How many know that you've got to have peripheral awareness? How many know in your peripheral vision, you know what I'm talking about? It's kind of on the sides there. You've got to have eye coordination. Come on. I'm going to know that one of the things that they test out, especially if you, if, have you ever seen, I know some of you have seen cops or live PD, come on. And the first thing that they take them out is to test their eyes when they are uh, physically impaired, come on, to see if they are disabled to even drive a car. So they are watching the eyes to see that how they would respond. All right, everybody put your glasses on. Come on, let me see now just look around. Look at your neck. Come on. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, don't you look good? Hallelujah. All the phones are coming out right now. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Take your phone out. Take a picture of yourself. Glory to God. Yes. 
Amen. You know what? If we're going to see what God wants us to see, don't even fit my ears. If we're going to see <laughs> what God wants us to see, then guess what? We've got to have Holy Ghost glasses on. How many say, Pastor, I want to see what God wants me to see? Then guess what? Put the glasses on of the Word of the living God and you will see what God wants you to see. When you don't have Holy Ghost glasses on, guess what the enemy wants you to... Marvin, you look good. My word. When, when you don't have Holy Spirit glasses on, guess what the enemy will try to discourage you, distract you, and look at the things of this world. But how many say, Pastor, I'm getting the focus of the Holy Spirit where Jesus is first and His Word is first in my life. And can I tell you this? We are focused on Him and we are focused on His Word. And how many know it's time for the church to be refocused on those two areas again? Susan and Brent, uh, which are children leaders that just stepped, they were teaching this to our children. They're right in line with what I'm teaching about, and we're in unity together, and I sensed that. But you know what? They kind of displayed something to the kids, and I said, I said, uh, Susan, can I borrow that? I said, it just goes right in line with what I've got to say, son. She said, absolutely, Pastor. And so this is what I want to show you. Now, let's just look at this. I want you to see this first one, this first slide. Mm, a little blurry, isn't it, do you? Come on. Yeah, it's a little better. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, it's a little bit better, huh? Focusing is coming in. Let's keep looking at it. Let's keep going. Oh, it's getting a little bit better. Let's go to the next one. How many know you're figuring it out? Come on now. But when things, here it is, come into focus, look what it says. Look to the Lord. How many will agree with me to say, Pastor? I look to the Lord for help. The psalmist said, I will look unto the hills. Psalm 121, from whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not going to be in your job. Come on, tell them. It's not going to be in your job. It's not going to be in your husband. It's not going to be in your wife. It's not going to be in your paycheck. Come on, how many say, I will look to the Lord for help in my life. If you're not determined to keep your eyes on Jesus in 2020, you're going to have issues, issues, issues. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be blind as a bat if you don't keep your eyes on the things of God. How many know the church needs to focus on Jesus? Let's get the blinders of the Spirit of God and not focus on this culture, but focus on the Spirit of the living God and His Word in our lives what we must do Amen. to be aware of the things that are surrounding us in our spirit and in our lives as a church everybody say this it's not money it's not job not education not losing weight come on now not exercising you know in the first service after I said that somebody said amen not eating right, not to be a better husband or a better wife, 
being nice, saving for retirement. Some, some of you already checked out. Come on. <laughs> I want to tell you something. Well, Pastor, there's nothing wrong. And there is. There's nothing wrong with those things that I just mentioned. But this is what I want to tell you today. It's not what, but it's who is the priority in my life. His name is Jesus. Is all of those other things good? And should we practice those things? Absolutely. But guess what? The first priority is still Jesus. The first priority is still his word. What or who you're focused on is what will bring fruit in your life, rotten or good. In fact, go there. You're right there in Matthew 6. Let's see what Jesus said about the eye. You know this scripture and you know it very well. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 22. The word of God says something like this. The eye is the lamp of the body. Everybody say that with me. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye, he's, Jesus is saying, how many know it's written in red here? Jesus is speaking. So he said if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. He said, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if then the light is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Pastor, what in the world is Jesus trying to say? He's saying this. The eye is the gate that gives interest to the mind of man. And Jesus is simply saying this. What man looks at is what he thinks about. And what he thinks about is actually what he becomes. In fact, the word goes in Proverbs 23 and verse 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So Jesus is saying what you're beholding through the eye gate will become who you are. How many know if you got, come on, put your glasses on real quick. Come on. I think I set them down. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's everything. Where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? Keep your focus on the Lord. Everybody just go like this. Keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I know the culture's doing something else. I know they're calling us all kinds of names. I think they think we're crazy. Come on, let's just be real right now. But guess what? I got Holy Ghost glasses on and I'm keeping my eye. My eye is fixed on Him. My eye is looking unto my help from whence cometh. I know the enemy wants to distract me and look to the left and look to the right and look over here and look over there. But I, do I have any people at Calvary to say, I put my Holy Ghost glasses on and my eye is fixed and it will continue to stay fixed on Jesus and so what I'm saying is when you get your eye look at me and every intention and I want to tell you this as holy and as righteous as you are in the Lord can I tell you the enemy still desires to detract you and distract you from the face of Jesus Christ you must hear me now, and you must hear a word that I'm going to consistently say that you're going to, Pastor, I'm sick and tired of it. Well, get sick and tired of it because you're going to hear it from here to the end. And if the Lord would have me, God, give us a spirit of discernment. That is what I'm seeking. That's what I'm praying. That's what I'm asking God about. Now, I want to tell you something. How many has ever seen a picture? And I'm getting ready to throw some pictures up in a minute. But I want you to realize is that there's more there than you think there is. 
And the Lord kept speaking to me, and I'm going to show you some pictures, and I'm going to tell you that every one of you that will look at these pictures will never look at these logos ever the same again. You know why? Because I exposed the truth behind some of these logos to show you. In fact, I've told you that so your awareness and your height is, your, how many know you're just inspecting it now when I tell you to look at it? So you've, you're heightened aware. Can I tell you that that's what the Spirit of God wants to do inside of us? Listen, I don't know about you, but I want to be fruit inspectors. Come on, somebody. I want to be who God wants us to be, to see things the way that God wants us to see. And in these days, it's going to take Holy Ghost glasses to say, God, that looks like it's from you, but be careful because the enemy comes as an angel of light and paints things to look like God, but it's really not God. So be careful, and I'm sure not just telling you that any of these logos are of the devil, so please don't tell it. I just want to prove a point. That's all I'm wanting to do. So I want to show you these things that I'm getting ready to throw up. In fact, many of you have seen these things for the first, you know what I'm getting ready to say because you've seen it before, but for the first time, some of you have never seen these things before. I'm going to throw the first one up, and I ask Tim to put it up. How many is familiar with FedEx? Yeah, familiar with FedEx? But I want to tell you, there's something in that message if you've never seen it before. Well, Pastor, I see it. I, I, some of you see what I'm talking about, and some of you are still having issues because you've never seen it before. But the real picture is simply this. There is an arrow between the E and the X. And what that means is that there is precision and there is speed to FedEx moving what they want to do. I mean, you know, there's a bigger picture there than what is being seen. And so what is getting subliminally, <laughs> thank you, Lord, across your mind is we're fast and we're going to get it there on time. Come on now. I want you to see another picture that I'm by. You know what? You'll never look at FedEx truck ever, ever the same again. In fact, when you're in the vehicle with somebody, you're going to say, can you see that arrow? And they're like, what arrow? What are you talking about? How many for the first time you've never seen the arrow? This is your first time ever seeing the arrow. Does everybody see the arrow? With those that are still having trouble saying, I can't see it, I can't see it. Would you just tell them where it's at? It's right there between the E and the X. So you will never, how many say, I'll never see the FedEx truck the same? You know what, I got to thinking about that. God wants us to do the same thing. The devil will paint it one way, but if you've got the discernment of the Spirit, you'll see it the way God wants you to see it and not the way the world wants you to see it. That's what God wants to do. Let's go to another one. Look here. This is good. How many love the Goodwill? Come on, somebody. Good stuff at Goodwill. Come on. I love going to the Goodwill store. I remember my aunt when she lived up in St. Louis. That was, man, that was a regular trip two or three times a week going to Goodwill. But will you notice that the same face is the same G in goodwill. So the smiley face is really a G. Now, how many know that's great? I think that is incredible the way these guys designed that. It's really a hidden message, but it is to tell you, yeah, shop at goodwill. I'm happy when I shop at goodwill. Hallelujah. What's the next one? Let's go to the next one. This is good. Oh, pastor. You did not have to bring Baskin Robbins up. Especially in the middle of a fast. Bless the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. 
I don't even know if there's Baskin Robbins still here in Springfield or not, but can I tell you this? Oh, in Republic. Oh, bless the Lord. <laughs> Look, this is what's awesome, is that they advertised 31 flavors. Does everybody see the 31? If you're needing help, just knock the person next to you and say, show me, show me. 31 flavors, and what was their thing? So you could have a different flavor every day. See, you know it, don't you? Hallelujah. See, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Go to the next one. This is awesome. This is Northwest Airlines. Now, they're out of business, and I think that uh, uh, I think American has taken them over. But I remember flying uh, several times out of Memphis. They were out of Memphis. But what I think is powerful, as they were called Northwest, everybody noticed there's the N and there's the W. But notice something else. There's a compass right here, and guess where it's pointing? Northwest. Come on, it's, it's good, ain't it? Hallelujah. How can this be spiritual? I'm going to get there in just a minute. Hallelujah. Keep going. Oh, some of you notice this right off, don't you? Some of you know what? This is power. You know, we said this in the first service, and, and when we got to that picture, they reacted the same. They went, oh. You know what? I got thinking about that. You know what's exactly what God wants us to do with what he's wanting to expose and show us? That we simply see through his eyes, and guess what happens? We go, oh, yes, Lord. That, oh, yes, God. That's exactly the picture of the spirit that God wants to do in your circumstance. Because the enemy's trying to do, in the natural, see, this looks like a regular tree. In the natural, it looks like a bunch of birds flying around a tree. But if you look intently, it's easy to notice that the lion is looking at the ape. How many see it? Raise your hands. I want to see everybody. How many is not seeing it? Raise your hands. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we are noticing that. Go to the next slide. Glory to God. Look. Oh. If you are an NFL fan. And if you like football. This is the Atlanta Falcons. Now they are no good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Go Chiefs. Come on, somebody. Let's plead the blood over that game today. Glory to God. But I want, to, I want you to notice something. It's brilliant in here, but what looks like it, it does. It looks like a falcon, doesn't it? But really, it is an F for Atlanta Falcons. Woo. Yeah, some of you are saying, I don't see it, Pastor. It's there. It's the F right here. Everybody getting it? You seeing it? For the Atlanta Falcons. Here's the next one that I want to show you. Oh, how many has ordered anything off of Amazon? Lift up your hand right now. Let me see. Uh, come on. Keep them high. Don't be embarrassed. Lift your hand high. Mostly every one of us in this building has ordered anything off of Amazon. So we know that that little curve there, sometimes we can see the smile. But it's more than that because guess what it is? It's simply saying this. We got everything from A See, some of you didn't even know it. I could hear, oh, everybody go that with me. Ah. And I think I got one more. Is that right? Then here we go. If you are an MLB fan, Major League Baseball fan, then you recognize this team. If you don't know anything about this, then it really don't matter. <laughs> but I want you to notice how many sees the glove and you see uh, the baseball inside the glove. 
But I want you to notice more than that. This is the Milwaukee Brewers. How many see the M and the B? I think I do have one more. Is it there? Oh, I got some more. This, I don't know. How many is familiar with this symbol? This is a sub-brand of Sony. And so, really, we see the V right here, and here's an A. What that representing is an analog symbol for sound, and this was a one and a zero, meaning just go continue up all the way. So, this is a sub-brand of Sony, and so that's what they're representing, an analog symbol, and saying that they could go to that next level. Go to the next slide. Now, this is representing, you may not know who this is, but this is the London... Symphony Orchestra. Everybody see the L and the S and the O? But if you'll notice something, you'll find a conductor. How many sees the conductor? He's got his stick right here. His, is that what I called it? It's not. Is it baton? Oh, praise God. Okay. So I don't even know what it is. You see the man right here with his baton? And his other hand directing. How many see that? Just a hidden message right there. And then keep going. We're going to keep going with this. Oh, Pastor, you did not mean to bring this up. How many love Hershey's kisses? Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I want to tell you something. There is, when you have taken all the Hershey kisses out of the bag, make sure there's still one on that bag. If you'll look, and you'll look hard. Now, this is hard to spot. Some of you have already spotted it. Tell your neighbor if they don't know where it's at, there is one more kiss on that bag before I show it to you. In that, does everybody see it? Go like this. Look between the K and the I. Oh, bless the Lord. There it is. Oh, she's kisses. So we see that, and we see what is exposing. Do I have any more, Rick? I can't even move. Here we go. Come on. How many know this is the famous bike race of La Tour de France? And so what I want to tell you, if you haven't already found it, because you're looking real intently, aren't you? How many has found the guy riding the bicycle? Some of you are still looking. You're staying. Let me focus in. If you'll notice right here, he is the R. And there's the head, and there's his wheel, there's his wheel. There he is right there. Woo! I say all that to say this. Listen, we're having fun and exposing these things, but how many know you'll never see these things ever the same again? You will look, and in fact, you will, it will be a point of conversation when you talk to somebody in the car. The spiritual thing is this, is that God wants us to see the way that he, we want to see. He wants us to see the way that he sees and not the way that we see. Because in our thing, we're just going to pass by it. We won't really look. But can I tell you, if we're going to have the eyes of faith, if we're going to have the eyes of the word, then guess what? I got to look for the miracle that God sees. I got to look that God can provide. I got to look that God can set free because it looks like a difficult case. But guess what? I'm looking at the things which are not seen instead of the things which are seen. Because the things that are seen are temporary, but in God's eyes, they are eternal. 
And so we are looking through the eyesight of God and asking God to help us through all of these issues and all of these things that we're seeing God's eyes. Now listen to me. Spiritual vision, focus is our capacity to see clearly what God wants us to do and see the world from his point of view. But this spiritual insight, guess what, can be easily clouded by what? Self-serving desires. Me, myself, and I. It will cloud your vision. You will cloud your vision. Interest and goals of self block the vision of God in your life. I remember an old song that I grew up with as a child that we used to sing. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little... I mean, oh, you know, the teacher went like this every time he sang it. I mean, remember, there's more to it because, oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. And that's still true today. That we must keep our eye. And can I tell you, the enemy is still using the gate of our eyesight to get us off course and not look at Jesus nor his word. In fact, the enemy was so good to continue that because the earthly vision and the carnal vision from the enemy was used as a source of temptation. Look there with me if you can in Genesis to what it says in the third chapter, Genesis chapter 3. And verse 6, it said, so when the woman saw, everybody say saw, used her eyes that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes. How many know the enemy will never put anything in front of you that doesn't entice you? What looks good to you, Tony, is not going to look good to me. What looks good to me is not going to look. The devil has studied your case. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil studied your case. But how many know greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? Hallelujah. So guess what he did? He allured Eve by guess what? It started with the eyes. She saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes. Come on, somebody. Woo! And that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. What does she do? You know, it starts with the eyesight. And then guess what else it also goes right into? Take hold of. It'll always start with the gate of the eye. But if you keep entertaining that and get your eyes off Jesus, it'll go into a movement of taking on. And that's exactly what Eve did. And guess what? We are at where we are at today because man has sinned against God. But aren't you glad that there's an advocate with the Father? His name is Jesus Christ. Thank you for the cross of Calvary, Lord. Amen. Not only did he mess with Eve, he messed with Lot. If you look in Genesis, the 13th chapter, in verse 10, the Word of God said what? Lot lifted up his eyes. 
Verse 10, Genesis 13 and 10. You're right there. You might as well look. Lot lifted up his eyes and what did he see? He seen the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt in the direction of Zor. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at verse 12. And Abram, Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain. This is so powerful. And he pitched his tent Toward Sodom. Everybody listen to me right now. Wherever you pitch your tent to in the direction is what you're going to be a part of later on. Is somebody hearing me in this house? What looked to be well watered and looked like it was from God, be careful. God give us discernment because it didn't have God on it. Come on, somebody. I've told you many a times, be careful what the other side of the fence looks like because I can tell you, the grass may look greener on the other side, but you're getting ready to step into some poo-poo in your life when you disregard and don't ask God and seek His presence and you're getting ready to step, how many has ever stepped into some stuff and you didn't even realize it, uh, some dog stuff and all kinds, and then when you got in, you're just like, something stinks. How many's ever done that? And you got to sitting down and then you went, oh my. Would you lift your foot up and just go, oh my. I don't want it on me. Come on. How many say, I don't want the things of this world. I don't want to be attached to the things of this world. I want to avoid them and I want to live holy before the Lord and walk according to his word and to his presence in my life. So again, lot. Whatever, notice that, notice, man, this is a message in itself. Notice when Lot started his tent, Sister Terry, away from Sodom, but eventually he packed up his tent and moved in the city. See, that's what happens all the time. Those that are allured by the enemy to see Sodom and to see the things of that city that look good, guess what started away from? Guess what moves closer and closer and closer to Sodom? You know, you know what I want you to know? See, I used to live in Sodom. And you know what? You did too. Everyone in this building, you we're all sinners saved by the grace of God. And some of you still need to be saved in this house. But how many is saved in this house? Come on. Uh, lift up your hand and say, you were a Sodomite. Come on, you lived in Sodom. That's where you were. That's where you lived. That's where you dwelled. But that's a message in itself. Guess what? Abraham reckoned. Re Listen, Abraham represented Jesus. Come on. Because as he prayed, come on. How many know that God spared Lot and his family? Now, his wife chose to look back, and we know what happened to her. But aren't you glad that God Almighty said I in my mercy will go down and spare Lot aren't you glad that Jesus come in your Sodom city and lifted you up out of a horrible pit and made you as you sit on a solid rock and give him a new song in your he deceived Eve he deceived Lot the enemy and he deceived Achan not going to go there but you know the story the story is this remember they couldn't get the victory in Ai and Joshua was wondering, what in the world happened? And God spoke to him. He said, there is sin in the camp. They eventually found, because Achan didn't fess up, nor did he confess until he was caught. Whew, that'll preach right there. 
Can I tell you, if you don't expose yourself, God will expose you. And I'd rather expose myself. Come on, somebody. I'd rather confess my sins because he's faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. He loves me that much. Come on. And here it was that Achan did not confess. In fact, they found out that he was, he said, yeah, in fact, what I did, I took some Babylon garments and some monies. And guess what I did? I hid it under my tent. And that's exactly what happened. And we know the rest of the story. He paid the penalty and his family paid the penalty because of that. That's right. But this is what I love too. The same old devil that came against Eve, that came against Lot, that came against Achan, listen to me right here, tried. I'm going to say that again. Tried to come against our Lord. But how many know the rest of the story? <laughs> The devil, here he is on top of a mountain. You'll get all of this. Showed him. That's what the word of God showed him. I, the eye, the eye, the gate of the eye. Showed him. And guess how Jesus responds. When all of these men and women failed, and I can give you multitudes and multitudes throughout the Bible that have failed through the eye gate, guess what? Jesus said, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. In that moment, and in his deity, mom, he could have called 10,000 angels, but guess what? It wouldn't have been an answer for humanity. So guess what he said the answer was? My word is the answer. And when he told the devil, this is the what he told him. It is written. You shall worship the Lord God only, and him only shall you serve. How many know that it was created that Jesus was saying this? I'm not going to save man through angels. No, it is still my word. And how many know it's the weapon that still defeats the enemy today? It is written. Glory to God. The fact of the matter is why I'm getting excited, Becky, is the devil didn't realize is that Jesus already seen creation. He already seen it because he created it. Amen. In the beginning, God created and Jesus was present in creation because he is God. Amen. He is God alone. How stupid and foolish devil can you be because he already... Even before the, 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 the earth appeared and the beautiful waters and rocks and everything, guess what? It was in the heart and the mind of the creator that's spoken into being. And guess what, devil? Who do you think that you can give something to that it don't even belong to you anyways? The earth is the... Y'all didn't hear me. The earth is the... Some of you about to get it because it's scripture. The earth is the... And the fullness, it belongs to him. You cannot give away what you don't possess. And the devil don't have it. Come on, somebody. It belongs to the law. So here was the way out. Jesus was saying, when the enemy gets you through the eye gate and tries to tempt you, here's the focus again. Focus on Jesus. Focus on his word. And when the glasses of the Lord is placed on and the temptation comes, and it will, and it has this week. Come on, let's just be real. It has in all of us. We don't want to reveal that. But here it is. What does the word say? 
what does God say? Because that's what's going to bring release and healing and forgiveness and joy and peace in my life is the book that you're holding right in front of you this morning. It is life to your spirit. Anybody receiving this today? Come on, I'm receiving this. This is what God wants to say. I'm almost done here. Just stay with me. I want to tell you this. Listen to this. Hey, everybody say a good eye. Say it again. Say a good eye. Is one that is fixed on God and his word. Here it is. I'm going to just give you a few things if you're writing notes. Here it is. The Holy Spirit is the author of God-focused vision. Jesus said this, write the scripture down in John 16, 14. He said, he shall glorify me. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine. And guess what? He shall show it to you. Woo, glory to God. And then he says, all things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and then he shall show it to you. Number two, the Holy Spirit uses the telescope of faith. Whoa, this is good. Listen to this. Hebrews eleven twenty seven. He was talking about Moses here. And this is what the word of God. He said, by faith, he forsook, or Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Amen. Moses seen the Lord. And when you come in contact with seeing God, how many know you'll never go back? What did he say? There was an issue in a time where Moses was out in the middle of the wilderness. How many know the story? And there was a burning bush that wasn't consumed. And he said to Moses, take your sandals off your feet because where you stand is holy ground. Holy Spirit always uses the telescope of faith to say when Moses said, I will not endure the things nor want the things of Egypt. I desire the things of God. Next thing is, real quickly, I'm focusing on Jesus reveals the miraculous. If you want the miraculous, this is what I'm believing. In 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 17. Pastor, I don't know that story. Let me remind you. The word of God said Elisha, the Syrian army or the army, the evil army was against. And guess what? He was saying this. He prayed for the servant. There's some of you. See, we sing a song around here. It says, I, I feel like I'm surrounded. I, I, I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by the enemy. But guess what? I'm surrounded by you, Lord. Hallelujah. So it Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of the servant. And when the eyes of the servant was open, guess what? There was chariots, glory to God, and horsemen and fire bigger and roundabout, bigger than the armies of the enemy. Listen, God is greater than your circumstances and he stands bigger and greater against those things and assignment of hell that comes against your life. If you focus on the Lord, he will always reveal the miraculous in your life. Amen. Go to the next one there, Brother Rick. Heart purity is essential to spiritual vision. The Sermon on the Mount. You remember Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Here it is. You ready? Let me give it to you. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall 
see God. See, what happens is, what do you mean by purity, Pastor? It means righteous, upright, righteous, walking in a righteousness of God. And you know what that word when Jesus is saying, and I want to give you that to the Greek because it's really important. See, heart purity is essential to spiritual vision because when he says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Well, that's great. No, what that means there, <laughs> Sam, is that it's coming face to face with a living God. Amen. That's powerful because I want you to know something. Early this morning, I was face to face with a real God. <laughs> There's many little G's out there, but how many say, Pastor, I serve the big G, <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. Come on, Jesus. And I've been in contact with him face to face. Glory to God. And I've never been the same. But can I tell you this? It only comes out through a heart of purity. Uprightness and righteousness in Christ that God will do this work. One of these last things that I want you guys to see is this. It's a picture that I couldn't help as a young boy. I'd, from my grandparents passed away, I'd go over to Reading Road in Stanley, North Carolina, <laughs> see the many pics. They had godly pictures in their house. One that I love to focus on that I still remember to this day, and I thought, well, I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Sure enough, I found it on Google. And so as I found it, I want you to see something. If you've never seen this picture before, it's an older picture, but I love this picture. And so I want you to focus in on seeing this picture of Jesus. Go ahead and pull it up. Show it, Rick. Some of you have seen this picture before. Some of you haven't, but looking at the face of Jesus, there's a whole story of Jesus just in his face. If you'll look, you can see right there at the bottom of his beard is where he was born. Move with me on the right side, and as we go up, he's preaching to the Sermon on the Mount. He's preaching to thousands of people there. And as we continue to move closer up to the forehead, I encourage you to pull this up. There's a little boy that's kneeling, and Jesus is feeding the 5,000. And as we go continually around the forehead, Jesus is kneeling and praying the prayer before he goes to the cross of Calvary. And as we move down on his left side, you see him that he's carrying his cross. And we see the picture of him being on the cross. And that what looks like the left ear is really the stone being rolled away of where our Jesus rose from the grave. What a powerful picture. And as a little boy of eight and nine years old, it captivated me. Because the whole story, it just seemed like of Jesus was right there in his face. That's that, that words there at the bottom where it says seek his face continually is in the book of Psalms 105 seek his face continually there's one powerful scripture before I end this service today that when Jesus was going about Jerusalem doing the work that he was called to do and many were coming joyous to the salvation of Christ I loved one scripture that never gets preached about a whole lot that wants to be the center of my life, that I think is one of the most powerful scriptures. There was a group of Greeks, and they came to Philip, and they asked one question. 
You can look it up if you want to in John 12, 20 and 21. And they asked this question. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. If there's any request that I have in my life, Sam, I wish to see Jesus. Nothing else, Don, matters. Not the jobs, not the monies, not the accumulations of this world. All I want to see is Jesus. We used to sing a song years ago in the church that said, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look forth in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and of his grace. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast and pray that the Lord has ministered to you through this special message. If you want to reach out to us, please give us a call, 417-732-7554. Or you can get a hold of us on the web at calvarychristianag.org.